What's up, everyone? Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a quick thank you to all of our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash carscast. If you're looking for a great way to support us, the best way to do so is by going to the Patreon. Uh, because, yes, we do do this podcast for free. We do not have sponsors. We simply do it because we have a lot of fun doing it. But if you want to find a way to make the podcast better, to support us, if you really love the show and you're a consistent listener, head on over to the Patreon. Uh, we have a ton of cool perks uh, for example, we do monthly Zoom hangouts where we all hang out. You guys ask questions. We ask questions. We play GeoGuessr. They're a lot of fun, and we do them on a monthly basis. We also have exclusive bonus episodes twice a month that you can check out. And uh, if you are a $15 patron, you can get your question uh, answered in these real episodes uh, if you feel like you have something to ask us. Not to mention the shout-outs at the end of every episode, which you'll hear today. Uh, so the point is, if you're looking for a great way to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash carscast, and without any further ado, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the 93rd episode of the Cars Cast Movie Cast. Big number um, 93. Big number 93. Seven more episodes until we're at the big hundo. And then we're doing our 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 giant. I keep wanting to say ranked. I want to say listicle. Is listicle a thing? <laughs> our listicle list. Yeah, that's not a thing at all. I, <laughs> I'm sure there's a website called listicle. Yeah, listicle.org. Doesn't sound good though. There no, shouldn't be. No. Jeff, Dude, it's what, been a while since we've we've done this it it's been a long time yeah it's because yeah. you know there was jared and there was, there was jared and, and there was holidays yeah. and now yeah. we're yeah we're back at it i yeah. um yeah i was wearing right when we started i was wearing a black hoodie like you were and right then and then i thought that that the mood of that was kind of it weird was just, to have two guys wearing black i thought we looked like hoodies. two like characters in the social network kind of like we were just kinda, very or, casual we look like college students, yeah. and we are not college students either. No, of us. I mean We're, you're almost. You here's the thing. You totally I like to still say it though. <laughs> look like a college student. Like I yeah. think maybe, um, I still pass for like 26. Oh, you told yeah. You could still look like a college student. Yeah, like that's the vibe I generally the... give off. Is like later mid 20s. I think you know. Right. So, but but you definitely are still like easily 21. Yeah, well. Yeah, I'm 23. But okay, I also just shaved last night, so I guess I look a little... You know what I've decided? I've been on and off since like October with the mustache, and I've decided I'm done with it. I think it's run You're its done? course. Okay, that's yeah. good, because I, I, that's my thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> there were some... I was trying to find something for an episode recently, so I had to go back and look at like an older one from like October, and I didn't know how bushy I looked. I It was really there at one point yeah i mean it wasn't you know but i in there you've had some big october looks since we've done this podcast because <laughs> we've had two octobers and i think the first october is when you had the was pink, the pink orange hair. hair yep it was supposed to be orange but it was pink it was no it was right? supposed or to no be it was pink, supposed to be pink but, but it was, was orange orange i really wanted what yeah. the goal was there was like baby pink and i mm -hmm. obviously did not come close i got no salmon kind of worked Thanks. Yeah, no, it looked real. I won't lie. I really liked the way it looked the first day, and then it slowly got more orange, and then it eventually was just like a peach, 
and then it was just blonde in and then by the time i hit la i just had frosted tips and i was like wow that was a choice that lasted a long time dude if this was 2001 and you were jonathan taylor thomas that's that was the look raking in rolls yeah be playing the team you would have been bear. getting home for christmas just on time to get your dad's car <laughs> yeah um i didn't ask you jeff but what year did legendary actor heath ledger die this is the okay, trivia question. So, just so I didn't just randomly ask him that. <laughs> no, I. Um, so I'm going to do a little bit of logic here. Is that right. I know his last role was the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, directed by Terry Gilliam. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was that film was finished when what it was like. Uh, Colin Farrell, Johnny Depp, and someone else. I forget who it was. Let's just say Army Hammer. They stepped in. It probably wasn't Army Hammer, yeah, but, but you know, they, was... they stepped in and then it finished it because it, it kind of worked. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that film came out in 2009, so I'm guessing it was 2008. Boom. 2008. Yes. 2008. You nailed it. Wow. That's actually... You you put together pieces for that one. Yeah. It wasn't just a... I mean, I knew it was sometime between 2006 and like 2010, just from like vaguely remembering it. But right, that was... Yeah. I had to go through the process. Mm-hmm. Well, you got it right. So that's really sets the tone for the for the episode cast, I guess. <laughs> gonna get a lot of things right today. Um, it, so yeah, I was gonna ask about your New Year's because that happened since uh, the last time. Okay, we so recorded. Um, my brother and sister are home. Mm-hmm. They both actually quarantined for two weeks, uh-huh. like together, before then entering the house that I have been in with my parents. Right, right, right. So currently, we're all here. Um, they're leaving like in a few days, but. Uh, they when they were together quarantining, they got into the habit of watching The Price is Right every day. <laughs> uh, I'm going somewhere with the story. It's gonna be okay. Like a I was like, minutes. that's a very rare. <laughs> that was not that was not the punchline. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then that has transitioned into our house, and mm-hmm. we've watched a ton of The Price is Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now they just let that set the stage. Okay. Uh, now this is just out there is something else that has happened in in the world is that in like the tampa bay area there was this guy that somehow late at night with my mom eight ten years ago we stumbled upon was at like midnight or 1 a.m on a like a paid programming channel Mm -hmm. there was this guy who made his own late night show because he wanted to be a late night host (laughs) So he made his own late night show that he paid to have aired on a channel. And his name was Motown Maurice. (laughs) And I always like my mom and I always remember this because we were like, what is happening? And it was like, just it was very like badly produced, but it was kind of endearing because this guy just like really, you could tell, wanted to be a late night host. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he actually was like fairly charismatic. So I was like kind of into it. And he did this thing whenever like after his monologue where he was like pointed his because he didn't he had a house band and he would Mm -hmm. be like take it to the or they'd be like help me take it to the bridge or something and then he took it to the bridge and what the, what that was was he did this dance where he's like he would just like shuffle his legs back and forth and kind of like spin around a bit right so i was like motown's taking it to the bridge <laughs> okay so this was like 10 years ago it was just like something that happened right yeah my family is sitting on the couch together we're watching wheel of fortune and the announcer who says Motown Maurice, come on down. <laughs> and then Motown Maurice is on The Price is Right. Motown Maurice just comes out, and we're just like, 
what is happening? <laughs> it's just random guy who had a, his own show he paid for in the local Tampa Bay yeah. like, programming. And, and he's, he's on, on The Price is Right. Price is Right now. Did he's he take it to the bridge? Right. So here's the thing. Then he has to, you know, bid. He's at the podium and he has to bid. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Yeah, so they, like, have a product, and then he bids. Yeah. And he wins, so he goes up, and then he jumps out, and he starts taking it to the bridge. <laughs> after he, like, this old dance, after he gets the bid, right, he starts taking I'm like, what? He's taking it to the bridge? <laughs> okay, and then, here's the thing. It's not over, because now he's playing, a, like, a prize game. Right. With Drew Carey, and he's, he's just, like, Motown, and his name is Motown Maurice in the show. I thought that was, like, a nickname, and he would be called Maurice, but Whoa. on his name tag, it says Motown. Okay, and now name. Drew Carey, <laughs> like, has a game for him, and he plays the game, and he wins a car. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so, Good for Motown. And, we, the, and the whole time, there's just, like, ten minutes where my family's just all staring at each other, like, are we being pranked? Yeah. Like, how is this real? It's a very specific thing. Because that was always, like, a very specific inside joke I had with my mom. With yeah. Motown Maurice. Motown Maurice. saw on TV. I'm looking him up he's, it, now. It, it was the most baffling thing I think that's ever happened to me. <laughs> he looks so happy. <laughs> Seems like a really positive dude. He was in yeah. the 2018 film Snake Out of Compton. So that's yeah, that, that's cool. <laughs> All of his movies seem like they're, <laughs> they're like reptile related. There's Dragon Soldiers and Alien Expedi- Expedition. Anyways, um, yeah. Yeah. Those aren't reptiles for the record, but... <laughs> But yeah. Anyways, I um, mean, close enough. Yeah, close enough. They're in the <laughs> scales. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So that was. I think that was the most exciting thing that happened. That was your New Year's since we did the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, well, that's cool. Um, is that what you did for New Year's, or did you just you guys just? So sat? that was probably like a couple days before New Year's. Okay. Maybe. Never mind. But Never yeah, mind. we just kind of hung out. That's you nice. Know, that's that's a like we obviously we weren't doing anything. Right. Yeah. So Nothing better. To, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I went to Tennessee, so there was that. Um, I okay. This was my. Fr- I was gonna tell you. You asked about this earlier. I'm gonna answer on the pod now. The South. This was my first time in the yeah. South. The deep. South. Oh, I forgot. I would, the, we totally like because I vaguely asked you about this before the podcast. I'm like, oh, I'll ask you again. You give like a more yeah, full answer. I was like, all right, I'll. And then I'll just I, jump and into you were this. like waiting for me, and I'm like, yeah, keep talking. I'm like, yeah, oh I yeah, like, I was supposed to. I was supposed to prompt that answer. So <laughs> I was like, I'll bounce into this one like myself. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll take. The so you went to real... Tennessee, right? I did go to Tennessee. How was yeah. that? Um. So I went to the South. Uh. This is my first. <laughs> First time in the South. Okay. And I just want to say, it's like, it. there was a quick cutoff after we drove past, is it Louisville or Lowellville? Uh, I've heard both. So I think the people there say it the second way, but like to everyone else in the world, it's, it's Louisville. It's Louisville. Okay. Because I have a friend from there and she always says Lowellville. But yeah. anyways, yeah. as soon as we got past Lowellville, it like got so Southern. And I mean, like, I didn't know... Like, we stopped at a gas station in the middle of nowhere, kind of on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee, mm-hmm. and there were, like, five pickup trucks, and every guy in the in those trucks had, like, the mullet and the American flag, like, tank top and, like, dirty beards, and, like, I was just like, whoa, this is literally the South. 
Yeah, and... no, that so you definitely took the road like the way I always drive from Chicago to Florida because I yeah. go straight through Louisville. Like I take the highway down, I go through what... literally through Louisville just because I I avoid tolls. So Louisville has like a a ring road. That's what I don't know why I said ring road. That's that's a phrase from like England, I think. <laughs> um around so, but it's like a road it's a road that a highway that's like a toll highway that it goes around the city or if you're cheap and don't want to do that like i am mm-hmm. uh you go you drive straight through downtown and then like go up a different road to get back on the highway okay because i did and this is boring highway talk for the podcast but i did do the toll one but we didn't hit any mm-hmm. tolls we just did a curve and i never had to pay anything so has my gps been lying to me maybe or either that time, or i'm gonna get straight through downtown louisville yeah i just remembered i have to pay my tolls from last week anyways um yeah yeah i drive i right i'd go right next to the yum center dude the yum center yeah we drove the by yum the center. yum center yeah and i was like dude, get a lot of the yum center um anyways i yeah it's, okay it's where the louisville basketball team plays their games right yeah i didn't know that i just assumed yeah they're, they're good good team good um okay but the thing i didn't realize was that they like literally nobody down there wears masks Um, yes and this is not Uh, eye-opening no one in florida does either dude this isn't eye-opening to anyone else besides me i really didn't know it was that bad but like we i had to go pick up batteries one night and the only place open was a walmart this was new year's eve and Mm -hmm. it was a packed walmart nobody was wearing a mask it was like a horror movie. I was like, holy yeah. shit, this is the worst situation I've ever been in. But, yeah, we... Oh, anyways, my New Year's was good. We stayed at, like, an Airbnb cabin in the woods. Um, Yeah. That's cool. Visited my... Okay, yeah, so, yeah, cool. when you told me initially you were doing that, I thought you were, like, camping in a tent. No, no, we were in an, an Airbnb So that's situation. that's probably nicer. Yeah, I would be too scared to. I'm a. I get scared of bears, so I didn't want to. Yeah. You get scared of bears. Yeah, I'm not a bear guy, but I don't think anyone's a bear guy. I think <laughs> it's just most people don't think they're gonna get attacked by one. <laughs> Wait, so where you were? Were you outside of Knoxville or which part of Tennessee Knoxville, did you end up staying? Yeah. Okay, it was Knoxville. Yeah. Which well, it was like Cyberville or whatever the fuck. But yeah, I mean knoxville seemed cool and pretty the the like land like the woods and everything it was beautiful like it's a beautiful place down there but i was just like i could never live here with mm-hmm. the community that they got going on but right yeah it was nice um yeah. what what was your favorite thing because this we didn't do one after christmas uh-huh. so i was just i'm gonna go like what was your favorite christmas gift that you received um i got this new keyboard uh, that is sitting right is here. Is it like a mechanical keyboard? Yeah. Well, it's just like a Logitech situation, and I uh-huh. it looks really nice. like it. I it feels really good on my fingers. Yeah, I've been I've been geeking out over it to be honest. Okay, what is a mechanical keyboard? I don't know. I don't okay, know. What I don't to, either. I didn't know what to and say when you ask that. Talks <laughs> about like mechanical keyboards. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best thing you got? I got like a few cool things. I, uh, <laughs> what if you got a cars cast hat? That'd be really, yeah, <laughs> I got a cars cast. <laughs> so I, I have, I was I like, have that's where that Florida couple. order went. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I paid for them. <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> like, but I got, uh, this, uh-huh. which this is, 
I actually haven't used them yet, so I have to test them tomorrow, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but these are, this is one, it's a Rode Go Rode. mic. Oh, so it's like so an on-the-go mic? It's, it's uh, I mean, I guess that's probably what they were going for with the branding. <laughs> but it's a lavalier mic. So one's okay. like a receiver and one is like a transmitter. So this you can it can use as a lav mic or you can plug like an actual lav mic into it and then run it up. But it's just like a wireless mic system. Okay. Nice. So That's theoretic, cool. you know what I could do? I could try to use this for the podcast. Just like. Yeah. If it's better than it the travel mic. Yeah. Then you could yeah. just use your hand. Well, I guess well, you can already use your The thing hands. is that I've been buying a few new like camera things uh-huh. for next time I travel. And I realized that I'm probably going to need to find a way to use one of my other microphones that i'm bringing instead of this because i don't think i'll have the bag space for for this guy for even, even a though it's very mic. small yeah i was gonna I, say that's it's, a... i'm getting real low on on bag space with how much stuff i'm trying to bring damn yeah but i'm gonna be having like two other mics with me so i'm sure one of them will right work. right so i also got a different thing wait it's not there it's over here this thing it's a little Ooh, on a little gerbil it's not a gerbil. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a, like a little shotgun, but it's a, it's like two-sided, so it has two microphones. Yeah. Uh, I won't get into like why I did that, like got this, but it's for like on-camera stuff. And then I could, nice. I might be able to use this as my new podcast mic. Damn. That's cool. For travel. All right. Anyways, that was fun. Anyway, that was like a fun was little cool. segment. A little catch up on the holidays and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, we had, well, that, hey. we had two weeks worth of... We had to catch stuff up. Stuff to, to cover. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll get into today's movie. Today we're talking about Soul, uh, which is a new movie directed by Pete Doctor, coming Pete Do- out of Pick. <laughs> Pete Doctor. Pete Doctor. That's a funny uh, name. I'm sorry, Pete. He, like, his parents wanted him to be something else, and he <laughs> uh, is a 2020 movie uh, from Pixar. And the synopsis reads, Joe is a middle school band teacher whose life hasn't quite gone the way he expected. Similar to Pete Doctor. Um, his, tr- <laughs> his true passion is jazz, and he's good. Is that really the synopsis? His true passion is jazz, dot, dot, and he's good. But when he travels to another realm to help someone find their passion, he soon discovers what it means to have soul. Imagine that- <laughs> writing that as like a log line and then submitting that as like, this is my idea for the film. <laughs> that was i again i don't read these synopses before i copy and paste them that's a really funny one for the because that is like super vague in my opinion but yeah i mean it gets to the point there's yeah. jazz and he's you know um and he, so he's what did good. You, <laughs> he is good he's pretty good at jazz um, <laughs> this would be a way different movie it's like his real passion is jazz dot 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 and he sucks <laughs> <laughs> or it's like and he's fine. He's he's okay. Yeah, he he is dead average. He's, he's <laughs> definitely a middle school band teacher. Yeah, um, he should be teaching middle schoolers. He is not any better than that. <laughs> um, so Jeff, we've talked about Pixar before with Toy Story four, um, but I don't think we really like got in yeah. Pixar when yeah. we talked about it. I don't think um, we have done like a deep dive in Pixar. No, and I don't... Into ex- Pixar. I don't know. I just said no. a deep dive in Pixar. And we're not going to do that today. We're not. It sounded like time. we were about to with how, you, yeah. <laughs> how we talked about it a second ago. We haven't done that. I was, I was like, I, still I was... My won't. head was trying, like, I was not prepared for this. Yeah, no. But I do want to know, like, um, like what, what your relationship with Pixar is. Like, yeah. 
Because um, I feel like this is a Pixar ass movie, and it I just really wanted is. to get your um, your take. I on have it. always liked Pixar a lot. I mean, Pixar mm-hmm. is of all the the CGI you know films like Pixar I, is way better than DreamWorks. I'm just saying. Oh, it. I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. They are the top tier. Yeah, they are like, I mean, yeah, the, like what yeah. DreamWorks has what Shrek and then. Well, let's not start shitting. No, they have Madagascar. They got Madagascar, but over the the hedge. I think that they go for like the quotable like meme movies. DreamWorks is how I always felt. Mm -hmm. Like the movies are very smart still, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that the messages are at the forefront of their minds when they make DreamWorks films. Totally. Well, I think Pixar. There is Pixar films are a lot deeper. DreamWorks is making like amazing animated films, like just really like using the the medium to its fullest, like doing a lot of fun things. Um, and Pixar is like trying to change the game, like mm-hmm. with every movie they do. Like each yeah. one is so different, and yeah. I mean besides the sequels, obviously. I but... <laughs> yeah, each one is so different. Toy Story two <laughs> Toy completely <laughs> different than Toy Story one, and they really went outside the bubble with Toy Story four. Uh, yeah, their fourth yeah. Toy Story movie. I didn't think Woody was gonna explode. They 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 changed <laughs> it for me there. Yeah, um, Buzz Buzz kills Woody. Right, right. People, it's weird. People didn't bring that up at the time. Nobody talks about that part of Toy Story four, but Buzz <laughs> did kill, and <laughs> he, he used um, that arm. He used his blaster and just blew right. up his head. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> So what is your favorite Pixar movie? <laughs> um, okay, so I am the age where I grew up as like an OG Pixar child. Yeah. So I I, I brought this up when we talked about Toy Story like mm-hmm. a year and a half ago or whatever. Yeah. But I effectively like was about Andy's age when they would make all of the Toy Story movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you like kinda, were yeah so I like were felt Andy. that because I like mm-hmm. was the exact same age as Andy in all of the films yeah. so that was you know that was I feel like I that definitely made me fairly yeah, connected for sure. and also they were great and like groundbreaking at the time because before that I was just you know into like they Disney have, films like all the Disney yeah, TV films for sure Um, so does this one well, I guess we'll start talking about the new yeah, movie yeah I'm trying to, uh, to See, okay, so because recently I've been slacking on my my Pixar. I haven't. I have still haven't seen Coco or Inside Out, and I know really. I know okay. Coco is like very high on everyone's list, and yeah. Inside Out. People love Coco. People love Inside Out, and this is like kind of a lot of people are like comparing this to Inside Out because mm-hmm. it's super conceptual because it like, has uh, the little the little people. Yeah, the blobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it gets it gets weird with it, and it's also directed by Pete Doctor, and I'm like one of the only people. I know this is like a very this will be short because you haven't seen Inside Out, so you can't mm-hmm. really say anything on this. But I think this one's better than Inside Out. I know I'm alone there for a lot of people, but I think it has a very it has the story works for me a lot more than that one did, and I'm just excited to talk about it. Yeah, um, I yeah, I'm just gonna finish off just trying to go through all the ones I've seen and not seen real quick. I think right. I, I've pretty much seen all of the main ones up until like 2012. So I didn't see, I never saw Brave, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't see Onward. 
Yeah, not a lot of people did. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw, like, all the other, you know. Like, I grew up with, like, Monsters, mm-hmm. Inc. Yeah, yeah, those are the classics. Yeah, um, like, the end of my, like, I feel like the end of my childhood was, like, Wally was, like, the last one where I still yeah. was, like, because I think that came out when I was, like, 16 or 17. Right, yeah. Um. So, what did you think about this one? Yeah, dude, general... this, this one was so good. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I say really like I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I... <laughs> really? really? I should... The... should I check it out? I think at first, I was, like, trying to figure out where it was going to go just because the pacing mm-hmm. didn't fit the type of film I thought it was going to be, like, yes. after the setup. Totally. So... Well, that's... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the pace, it, like, everything just happened, like, earlier than I thought it would because I didn't, until the end, understand what this film was, like, actually about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I was going to bring that up because the pacing is weird. And it's one of, like, the many things about this that I think is, like, so different and new. Because it, it doesn't follow, like, a traditional structure or work like a typical, like, family film. I don't think yeah. this is that much of a family film. The more I watched it, I was yeah, like, this, I don't I, know how many kids are going to yeah. obsess over this one. No, this um, felt like a film for Gen Z and millennials. For sure, yeah. And especially just the the broader message because i think and i don't okay so yeah i it's hard to figure out where the line is to, to talk every week we do this thing like what's a spoiler what's not a spoiler yeah 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 yeah. but um, i mean i think that one of the messages of this film is like finding your purpose and like what that really means and how important is that to yeah to like love you know what your like job is i guess mm-hmm um, well, and I think that is something that Gen Z and millennials struggle a lot with. Mm-hmm, totally. And that's the thing. It's like it is definitely a movie for Gen Z and millennials and just, yeah. Uh, but I think at the same time, I do see why it works for or why it was made for kids, not necessarily that it works for them, is that that's like a, an idea or thing that isn't necessarily taught to children as much mm-hmm. um, is like, cause I think it's planted on like early on, like just like what your thing is, like what you want to be when you grow yeah, up. And, and there's that's like a question the you're police asked and like constant firefighter. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I feel like there's always just like all these paths that you have to choose. You don't have to choose them early on, but like they drill that in your brain. And mm-hmm. this is like making that case for uh, that not being a thing that you need. Yeah. to feel fulfilled in the long term and it's not yeah. like that's gonna hit hard for a lot of kids they don't have the emotional maturity to be like right okay but yeah i think it's still entertaining <laughs> for kids totally yeah but no but it doesn't necessarily yeah i mean this i still think i I'm, i think we're in agreement with i don't know i was about to say something and i realized that you just said it and i was gonna be like i agree like it's a film for Gen Z and millennials, but it's kind of yeah, yeah, a kids yeah, film yeah. and that kind of works for kids, but it's not, they're not mm-hmm. really understanding everything. That's like not all encompassing for yeah what a kid's going to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'd want to make one quick thing before we like move past that structure thing we brought up earlier. And I brought this up in my letterbox review and I think in my ranked video, but like, I think something I like so much about this and why 
it's like the first Pixar movie in a long time that I really love is that it was nothing like I expected it to be because Mm -hmm. I think Pixar has gotten very predictable and they knew that where it's like everyone knew like going into a Pixar film it's like yeah they're gonna do something that's gonna try to make you cry or like answer these big questions in a kids movie and have all these like very creative characters and the thing is it's like this has all of that like it is definitely a Mm -hmm. Pixar movie but at the same time I don't think it reads that way like I never know where it's going and yeah for them to do that like this late into it and still prove themselves to be like super creative and a lot of that is because of Pete Doctor specifically like he's such a great uh screenwriter um yeah, I think we both agree that good choice not being that doctor your parents wanted you to be right yeah I mean <laughs> it, it wouldn't hurt right but still <laughs> doing a lot of good um but yeah I just think it's a it, it was a very original movie it both in its the way it told what it had to do because it literally starts in what feels like that weird third act that movies usually go into with like these high concept weird visual things and that's like where the thing starts yeah um and i'm like where is what's gonna happen next and then it goes back to reality and just plays going back and forth and it does that really well in my opinion and um yeah yeah and i think that it did a good job of setting up a lot of the components that it, you know, that it had all these callbacks to without a, a way where it was, it just was not as predictable as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Totally. Cause it did all these things where he's like, you know, you start where he's like in the zone, like mm-hmm. doing like musical. And it's like the way it's animated. You could tell that was important, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't, it wasn't important in the exact way that you anticipated. And again, I think, this film was way more unpredictable than I thought. Yeah, totally. Um, also, it's like halfway through, or I, not even halfway, like as soon as it gets to the second act, I would say there's the cat incident. Mm-hmm. I guess I won't go any further for spoiler sake, but you I, you look at that and you're like, oh, that's so that's the movie. This is the adventure portion. Yeah. Um, but then it's like over and there's still like a whole... 30 minutes left and yeah it just that's another example of the movie just doing something kind of it, it still works and i'm mm-hmm. glad that that part is in there but the cat incident yeah the cat incident that actually sounds like a band if i was still wearing the black like hoodie if we were both wearing it, that sounds like a band name for that we would have been in <laughs> like, like some post-punk thing yeah. the cat incident yeah you kind of have um, like some post-punk hair right now Dude, I was gonna bring it up. Oh god, it's it's kind of like uh, <laughs> it's kind of like you know the Strokes, like early two thousands. Yeah, well, it's depending like that on how super I stylize dried it, out hair look. You know what I mean? Not a bad yeah, way. I just I mean like it feels like you're just like curling iron the crap out of your hair. Yeah, well, I've been wearing a beanie a lot recently, mm-hmm. and after doing that, it's like then it gets kind of I don't know. I'm gonna get a haircut you soon though. I actually the the thing though is that still not a bad move because you pull off beanies thank you thanks i I know you you know that because you have a lot of photos of you in a beanie yeah they're comfortable like i don't have a a good head for beanies you don't i'm not i look like garbage but the good thing is i can pull off like like baseball caps 
you do. And I can't. Okay, I can't pull off baseball caps that well. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, but I. But the thing we is, both you both kind of trade off. Yeah, yeah. And I look like garbage. I I just look. I don't know. I look like an idiot in beanies. I don't even know how to describe it. But it's like <laughs> you would see me, and people would be like, I don't want to be friends with that guy. <laughs> <They're> just <laughs> something about him. His head's too smooth. They're like, I can't tell if this guy is twelve or. <laughs> 42 <laughs> sorry that was mean um <laughs> okay i want to say though this this sweater that i'm wearing uh yeah. how would you describe this just for the audio audience it is it's a great blend of uh old school but modern um yeah, it's so, but it, it's kind of Christmassy. it's got like orange and, and uh yeah red I and green i don't know why i started got with orange, this but... village just kind of outlet oh <gasps> The one in uh, Roscoe? It, it, so it wasn't the one in Roscoe. It was the okay. one in, like, it, is it, it's like Logan-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I got it right before, this was maybe in, like, the like the first week of March or second week of mm-hmm. March. So it was, like, before everything locked down. Yeah. Uh, I got it for $8. <clears throat> Dude. Here's Wait, the thing. I such looked, a steal. But this is, I looked this, this, the brand up. And it is made with Shetland Island wool. It's a wool like thing, and you know what the retail price of like all of their new and this was effectively new. Like it looked like it was never worn. Uh, yeah. You know what the retail price of their new sweaters are? What? Two hundred euros. <laughs> Dude. So I got like a two hundred and like thirty dollar sweater for eight dollars. That's so clutch. Is that probably, would you say that's your best thrift? Yes, that is my best thrift. I've, I also sure. had a, this sweater I wore all the time. I got for for $1.50 one time, but. Yeah. Um, which that's is pretty awesome. good, but this one's like, I mean, it is yeah. wool, though, so, like, it's a little mm-hmm. bit itchy, but, but you know, yeah, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Take what you can get. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks like a really nice sweater. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I'm, wearing, I'm in front of green, so it kind of is a bit, it's a bit green looking, everything. No, but, like you pull it off it just it it looks fine you yeah know? i mean really i don't know why no one's ever green screened yeah the area behind me you know what i just realized it's like we both have green backgrounds i mean mine doesn't look green but i do yeah. have green walls it's not as green as yours mm-hmm. but it's just an observation i just made yeah so anyway soul um. <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about the music um yeah. Which I didn't realize Trent Reznor did it until the credits. I was like, "There's this one. There's the one scene of him going back to Earth, and that's not that much of a spoiler because that happens a few different times." Um, and isn't that more a, of a spoiler that you just talk about how many times it does? No, because it, it it happens a lot in one scene. Um, <laughs> I just um, there, it, there's like this ar, ar, ap, uh, arpeggio 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 okay i'm like i get the name wrong every time but it's like an arpeggio and piano thing going on and i'm like that sounds really pretty and it reminds me of the social network Mm -hmm. and then his name popped up in the credits i was like no shit it is a gorgeous score yeah um, throughout the entire movie and yeah and it's interesting because the i mean it's not really that interesting but (laughs) i'm gonna say it anyways uh the how there's a lot of music in the film but the mm-hmm. style of music that the score is is like completely different. Totally, yeah. Like it, 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 it doesn't to... even sound influenced by it. No, but just, it works. It works. That is so true. 
And I don't know how, to be honest. Also, I think I may have... I don't... I Someone told me this, but uh, Jean-Baptiste from... Uh, what is it? Stephen Colbert or whatever? Yeah. He did the uh, piano sections for all the jazz, uh, which that sounded amazing. I yeah. really... That is an emo, uh, not emo, animated thing about this that I was just like geeking out about. It's like the fact that they got his fingers to like just play all the mm-hmm. piano. I'm just like that must have taken so much work to be honest. Yeah, unless they Probably cheated didn't, and just but... didn't do the right notes. I'm sure they did. I'm sure but that's I, the thing. But I'm, I'm sure not they smart did. enough like musically when it's that fast yeah. to tell. That'd be right. funny if it's just completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Someone makes a video of him actually pressing the notes yeah. he pressed, and it's just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, wanted to bring that up. I guess we will... It's hard to talk about anything else without talking about spoilers. Yeah. If you want to skip spoilers, go to the 49 minute 56 second mark. I'll give you a second. Pause the... Okay, thanks. Um, And I guess the main spoiler I would talk about, the one thing like worth really talking about, is like the message of this film. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, why I was thinking we would... Because we would, we would venture. I think a lot of people's main critique is that they don't know what it's trying to say. Um, Wait, that's that's someone's critique? Well, kind of. They're just... that. This feels yeah. pretty obvious. It's it's obvious, but at the same time, it's just like they don't know what the, what the film's stance on the subject is. Like, they know what it's saying, but not what its uh, opinion is, I guess. Because... But I don't really get that because I'm yeah, like, I, I think it's pretty straightforward yeah. throughout because it's like the whole the what it gets to at the end is that your passion isn't your purpose and mm-hmm. just existing is. Um, and that's kind of how the movie yeah. ends. I mean, so so <laughs> when you outside. mentioned spoiler, we're in the spoiler section now. We're in the spoiler section. Yeah. OK. Yeah. No, I 100 percent agree with that. And it's yeah. still obviously saying that having a passion is is great mm-hmm. you know yeah. but you know joe was living in this film with that as his only purpose and and all of the smaller things that would happen he was viewing as a failure mm-hmm. um, and i mean they do a lot of you know pretty blatant expositiony stuff whereas like mm-hmm. his, him within the barber shop where the barber was talking about how joe you know had never t- like talked about anything other than music to this guy yeah yeah you know and it was it was just you know showing joe as this very one-dimensional person who thought that the only thing that mattered was you know music which was his his purpose rather than what the film was saying and what you just talked Mm -hmm. about how it's just like the smaller moments uh, of things that make you human yeah um just like enjoying you know how something tastes or like seeing something like in a in a like nice light or something was mm-hmm. it's also equally as important yeah that's why i think okay i'm glad you brought up the barbershop thing because that kind of felt like a starting point of something that there <laughs> i promise it's related there's this radiohead video for daydreaming have you seen it? No. Um, okay. It's directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, and there's a great video essay on it, and it's basically just this very, like, abstract experimental take on how Tom York, like, everything, his whole career is was, like, also happening around the same time as his marriage, and, like, his entire relationship with Radiohead is, like, his relationship with his 
ex-wife um and it's just how he can't like detach that from her and i the reason i bring that up is it kind of reminds me of this and that it's like he can't really like every i think a lot of this movie is kind of a crisis for him in that he's realizing like so much of his life and his identity is based around this one thing like you said it's like super one-dimensional and it's coming to terms with like trying to figure out what else you're because i think when he has the success at the jazz club and it's like yeah he's this is it's going well like he's doing whatever that thing is supposed to be it's like it it just feels empty because yeah there was nothing it, more than that. I mean, and I thought that was just. The, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, keep going. I was just gonna say I just think that's a crazy thing to put in a kids movie. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. No, where it, it's <laughs> it it is actually kind of revolutionary in that the what should have been the climax of like a film from the eighties or nineties where mm-hmm. it's like the he did the big thing at the end, hooray! Yeah. And then like he should be lifted on everyone's shoulders and like yeah. You know, and then the film goes to the credits. But what actually happens is everyone's like, "Hey, great job!" And then, yeah. and then his mom's like, "I'm proud of you." And then, yep. and then it's just like it goes back to mid, you know, back to right, the middle. Yeah. And he's just like, "Okay, well, that was cool, I guess." Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's it. it is kind of. I didn't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I paused on that specific moment necessarily in my brain as like a big idea Mm -hmm. that didn't make any sense these words i'm saying aren't (laughs) like i'm 50 50 on like the ratio of making sense yeah yeah. but it it wasn't like something i paused on as like oh this is a big moment to like Mm -hmm. consider what this film is about but now that you're talking about it i'm agreeing oh yeah it's there's a lot that i overlooked the first time that's why i kind of want to watch it again because i feel like i i it's a good movie to watch two times because i feel like there's a lot that you pick up on the second Mm -hmm once you realize like what it's doing but yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was you, it it that was the point of the movie <laughs> you actually don't really see joe happy very much in this film mm-hmm. yeah well you know i yeah. mean <laughs> it, <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> i i don't know i mean it's just like even when he like he, like in that scene when he would be happy he's only happy for like a brief period of time mm-hmm. and i think that is like an interesting way of portraying actual life where in movies at the end of films um the protagonist is, is often posed as being okay they are now eternally hap- happy and every you know bit of conflict in their life is now settled mm-hmm where this was a much more realistic interpretation of achieving a goal where it's fulfilling in the moment, yeah. but it's not, like, life-affirming. Yeah, totally. And the, and the scariest part about that is the fact that, like, if that was supposed to be the thing that was life-affirming and it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, where do you go that Yeah, there? what is? Yeah. And that is what the film is about and that what should be fulfilling is all these much smaller things in conjunction you. with your professional goals yep it's all like one <clears throat> big ecosystem of what your life should be yeah yeah and that's like why we got there we got there we we nailed this discussion in my opinion <laughs> um i i just think that the ending too when he steps outside which again it's like i don't know why there was this tweet that was like that last scene undermines everything the movie was telling you and i'm like how it literally is the point 
he steps outside and like takes this big breath in and is like finally in mm-hmm. the moment and in this situation as opposed to yeah. literally like in his head the way he was the entire right. movie. I why do you think that someone would mm. would read that as undermining the film? I don't know. That's See, the thing. I, I don't I, I think I have an idea. Okay. And I think it's because unlike what we just said where which is, you know, I think pretty much the correct interpretation that we're taking here. Yeah. <laughs> but just that I wanted to sound as cocky as possible. <laughs> like we understand this Pixar film. <laughs> 94th rated film and TV podcast on Spotify last year. That's us baby. <laughs> but it I think if you were reading this as the little things are what's important, you could see this as is undermining the message because mm. he's going back to his normal life just with a greater appreciation for the little things rather than changing his life Mm -hmm. but i think it's not about that it's about the little things having their place in life yeah rather like because you can't have your life just be only little things you need some kind of drive or motivation Mm -hmm. of of a more pointed goal to yeah you know like, I can't just be like, every day I'm going to go on walks and look at the sky and touch the grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you could, but that's a, that's a bit weird. It's not. Yeah. Um, where you do need this, like, overarching... I mean, it's how a lot of, like... You know on USA Network, they had this golden era of, like, all these procedural shows. So they had, like, Burn Notice and Psych. Mm-hmm. And the way those shows work is, um, unlike just, like, straight-up cop procedurals where it's like every week there's a crime and they solve it it in that show it's like in psych every week there's a crime but there's also about eight minutes of the show dedicated to a overarching backstory mm. um mm-hmm. so it's like there's personal stuff that happens yeah in for part of it and then the rest of it is like the the every week different crime thing yeah um and so bringing that back to this this movie <laughs> um it's you know, you need an overarching goal to, like, to grow, I think. Because I don't think growth happens with just the little things. Mm-hmm. I think that you need the little things to to be happy and understand, like, their place. But I think you still do need, like, a, a motivational long-term goal that you're working towards. Yeah. It's just but that's recognizing not the only thing that's important. that that goal isn't like the goal it's not the only thing that's important. yeah there isn't and that goal can change goal. over time yeah um, it's not a goal that necessarily needs to be accomplished but you're still working <clears throat> towards something yeah yeah and, and it's if you fail at that like joe was failing in this film at being a musician for a long time it's not a failure of your only purpose in life it's just a failure of one of the things you're doing while living yeah totally. and it's not necessarily a failure it's just you didn't you know succeed in one thing right right um i feel like i had it for a while and i like no no you did you did have it you that was that was it um i think that's that's literally like that's what we have to say about it to be honest (laughs) yeah Um, okay how does this film resonate with you in any specific way that you want to talk about um you know it did in the i think it captured this like anxious i don't want to use the term panic attack because that is like a literal dangerous thing 
but like something along the lines of that of just like being very in your head about something which is what happens in like the third act of the film and then coming out of that i think the way they just not only like told it but even like animated it that just those last like 10 minutes of this movie was insanely accurate and you can really feel the relief of when he steps outside because there is like something about just kind of coming back to earth yeah after you've been just having these existential crises and freak yourself out about like what you're doing here um and i thought that this film better than like a lot of movies i've seen personally really nailed that um yeah i so, yeah, agree yeah. i also we didn't really even get into just some of the metaphorical stuff in this film and also just like the, the ingenious way that they had joe view his life like mm-hmm. through a different person's eyes where he was yeah. like, looking in on his life happening yep totally where he was a cat well that's the thing <laughs> just burped in the <laughs> um that's the thing it's like we didn't even talk about like uh tina fey's character i forget 22 um, 22 we didn't get into 22 frankly i don't think it matters that much in the grand scheme of the movie i think 22 really acts as just a device of have of, as, yeah. for the plot um yeah I'm, although you I'm can glad they didn't show 22 after going to earth as a baby because that would have been weird that would have been weird, yeah. Well, that's... You yeah. see, like, Joe Joe makes eye contact with some baby on, like, the sidewalk and, like, smiles. You're like, that's 22. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we didn't get to, like, the mother stuff. I feel like there's a lot we could say about his relationship yeah. with his mother. Um, yeah, and there's, like, something that the the this renowned, like, jazz singer says to him. Or not singer. I forget what instrument she played, but that she said to him saxophone saxophone i want to say she had a a different thing going on too there's just a lot to pick apart about this film but we kind of got to the gist of it um yeah which is i say watch it twice watch it twice you know um cool three times if you really want to right right i'm just very first cast official recommendation that's our new thing we scale things on how much we think you should watch it like i think you should watch this one seven times (laughs) I think you should, and then there's the bad ones where we're like, I don't think you should ever watch this. I think you should yeah. ignore it. Um, yeah. Our, our, the title of our podcast before it says, do not watch. <laughs> um, cool. Have you ever watched anything seven times? I'm sure I've watched Fantastic Mr. Fox about more than seven times, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I, I make it like a yearly thing at this point, and I've been watching it since I was a kid, so that's definitely surpassed seven yeah because i don't think i've seen i think ishtar is probably at about seven okay um the only two films i know i've seen more than seven would be dumbo like the original one because my Uh my brother's favorite film when he was really really young and i had to watch all the time and also Mm -hmm. space jam because that was my favorite movie right okay (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah there's like kids movies that i've seen probably a lot like the tangerine bear the tangerine bear yeah a classic Okay, Parasite, I'm at four, so I'm getting up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it four times in less than one year, so I'm assuming I'm going to watch it again soon. That's better than having four Parasites. Right. Hey, I don't have the soundboard. Wait, do I? No, I don't. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's like the most disappointed I've been all just, week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do I? No. Yeah. Um, so what do you feel for a score here? 
I feel like I have to watch it one more time. Okay. But I'm at the very least, I'm at a four and a half here. Same. Yeah, I was. That's where I think. That's you know, I'm like maybe, maybe maybe five, but I think four and a half. Yeah. Same. Um. Cool. Well, that does it for Soul. Um. I'll probably talk about it at some other point down the line. Maybe it'll get a video someday. Um. But it's a great movie, and we both recommend you check it out at least Uh, once, if not three times. Exactly. Okay, we'll get into our questions then. Um, these come from the subreddit r slash carscast. It's really turned into a shit show over there, but <laughs> <laughs> um, we we still got some questions. If you uh, want to see Carson's face on a variety of different bodies, yeah, that's it's the Reddit for you. It's that's the number the one Reddit for that. Um, this first one comes from Ranger Fearless nine zero five one. It's just for me, so I'll make it quick. But I, I guess. It also is, you know what, it also applies to you. It is, what were your experiences as a film YouTuber when you were at around 150 subs? So you've since surpassed that number. So technically... Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. At that phase, I was just making thank you videos. So, Uh you know, that got me way above that. So maybe just thank people for subscribing. People seem to respond to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right so i'm gonna say carson probably has a little bit better advice. yeah well this is okay this isn't really a question i can answer because so before i made like video essays or film related content i made like fan made music videos for these songs i really liked for this band that was like just popular enough to where people would watch those videos but just unpopular enough to where nobody else was making fan made music videos for them so it's like when mm-hmm. people looked up their music they'd see my fan made music video as like the top result and i got a lot of views that way um and you know that's not enough to build the channel but i naturally got like a thousand or so subs off of that which was cool that's pretty good it was pretty good yeah because it's like i made three of them for one band so people just honestly assumed i was affiliated with them i was not uh but they subscribed anyways um so i i came into video essays with a, a thousand subs already but when I started making those and, like, just made the switch, um, I don't even really remember, to be honest. It was just, like, a few people that were like, hey, really enjoy this video and uh, kept making yeah. them. Yeah. It was, it was it like, as far as, like, what it was like, I, I, it was just kind of a fun hobby at the time. Yeah, I think that's probably how you have to treat it as, like, make... <clears throat> If you want to genuinely make a go of it, you probably, and I'm not, I haven't not done this yet, mm-hmm. but you probably have to make like one video a week. Yeah. Right? Because isn't that, that's what I've heard the YouTube algorithm like yep. wants. It's yeah. consistent. Especially like as you start like growing it. Um, yeah. Like then you, you should probably start like uploading regularly, which I don't even yeah. do now, to be honest. But <laughs> um, I. Yeah, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, I I all I, I do remember just having like a lot of fun with it and being very excited, which I think I cannot emphasize enough is just essential if you want to make videos cuz I know a lot of people just do it to see what would hit and what would get views and it's like mm-hmm. I was doing it because like during class I would just like be writing all these notes and start writing the essay for it because I was so excited to go home and make it. It's like I wasn't See, that's where you have to be. 
Right. I was having so, and I still do. I have so much fun doing it, which is why I do it. I don't do it because it's like, this seems like a cool thing, or it it seems like a I mean, it's profitable kind of thing. thing. It is a cool thing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of profitable. Yeah, it's kind of profitable too. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, um, but that wasn't the primary reason. That's not the reason. No. Um, but yeah, I hope that answered that. Um, yeah. So just make videos that you have fun making yeah right it's like that's, a, the, that's the advice yeah yeah it's like a snowball effect also it, it it's interesting because like at that stage when you don't have a lot of subs people in the comments talk to you directly they refer to mm-hmm. you as like you and so it always feels like you're interacting with people whereas i feel like there's a third certain like point that you cross where people start talking to you in the third person and that's when it starts feeling like you have an audience as opposed to people watching your videos and that's when it's starts to feel like a professional thing for some reason i don't Mm -hmm. know that didn't that wasn't worth bringing up it was just a thing i noticed (laughs) um yeah i'm still at the phase where people are talking to me directly yeah and and, hey jeff hey jeff good job (laughs) (laughs) i mean people still do that but yeah it's um anyways uh this next one comes from uh, Shin Janitor, and it is, what are your favorite Pokemon? Okay, so. I've always wanted to get um, asked this question. <laughs> yeah, so, again, I'm, like, the age of the, the original Pokemon. You know, I was in second grade trading Pokemon cards. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite uh, of the original Pokemon was always Blastoise. Right, right. Blastoise is a good one. I used to have a shirt with Blastoise on it. And you seem like a Blastoise guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also thought Ditto was cool. Ditto's cool, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have my... I found my whole collection of Pokemon cards. Like, Is it big? So Do you have I, a big one? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, I can go get it. It's like 20 feet away. Go I, for I it. Just... I'll... Yeah. <laughs> um, while Jeff is doing that, my favorite is Magmar. He is the lava guy. Uh, very underrated Pokemon. He has like a giant ridge, which is why I, I think I empathize with him because I kind of look like him in a way. Uh, but he's really cool, and he doesn't have any evolution or he, not in Gen One. But I always really liked him. I'll put a picture of him up there. Jesus Christ, that's a that's a giant binder. Oh, you don't even know. I mean, I had a lot, but that's that. Cha- oh my God, that changes the game. Let's, let's see. I'm gonna find. A good, uh... Did you organize it? I mean, yeah, when I was, like, ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, wait. I can hear the the sticky pages and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got some. Hold it up for for anybody? Yeah. I I found... I had to wait and find a page here. So, for the listeners at home... I'm just saying, that's a Charizard, baby. Wow. (laughs) That's a that's a first edition yeah. queen up there. I got right. holographic blasters. This is a Japanese holographic Mew. This why did that just make me want to get back into Pokemon, to be honest? Dude, that, okay, I, I don't know if you've noticed this on YouTube, but in the yeah. last like six months, Pokemon has gotten massive again. The card collecting aspect or just Yes. yes. That Charizard I just showed you, depending on the condition of it, is worth up to like a thousand dollars. Dude. This specific one is probably worth like a hundred to two hundred. 
Right. Which is still nuts. Because you know how I got this? How? I traded a Game Boy game to my neighbor <laughs> when I was, uh, like, 11. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, and that Game Boy game now is probably worth, like, 50 cents. Yeah. So, who made out on wow. that trade? I kind of want to get back into Pokemon. Dude, That's we, really dude, cool. you could be okay if you want to grow your channel a ton. Do some Pokemon card pack openings. <laughs> I will be starting <laughs> a separate channel for that, but yeah, I. <laughs> dude, look at all these. There's a holographic uh -huh. ditto. There's yep. What? This is a different Charizard. This is the e-reader Charizard right here. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I guess that answers the question. Um, I guess we'll talk about Pokemon more often. <laughs> Uh, this last one comes from Stop Motion Samurai. It's for the both of us, and it is, what is your favorite thing you've ever made? Hmm. I'm trying to think. That's, that's a good question. Um, I'll be honest. I think my, uh, Synect New York video. I was really proud of that one, and it felt like a big project that I made and yeah. will always look back on and be and happy about, so. Also, like it's good when it's something you made a long time ago and you watch it again you still think you sound smart okay yeah because there's a lot of video and i'm like damn carson's smart <laughs> there's nothing smart about that video i think it's just a personal one but i guess i do make some connections but yeah yeah but i, I mean it's i think it's harder than just doing like academic Mm. where there, you have actual things to point to and like say this because of this and you can you know since it's a video where it's not like a podcast where it's live and we're, right. you're just going to sound like idiots because it's hard to come up with you know intelligent things with like factual information to back them up on the spot mm -hmm. but with like videos it's easy i think for a lot of people to sound reasonably smart just because you have all the time in the world and you're releasing a very polished or should be polished mm -hmm. you know thing where you can like point them and you can convince people because that's what you're doing you know with like video essays yeah is convincing people you're right that's exactly but yeah. <laughs> a personal one i think is harder to come across as smart because you're having to make both logical and emotional like connections within mm -hmm. the same video that's a great you have to say point. i feel this way because because of this, of this. and yeah yeah you know what i take it back cool thanks thanks jeff that is a smart video. <laughs> Appreciate it. What about you? Yeah. What's your favorite thing? Um, we should also answer what each our favorite thing each other have made is. Yeah. Yeah. I will be... Well, let me think. Okay, um, I'll, I'll just say my favorite thing I've made first. Okay. Um, okay, so I've made a few things that I, I think are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the the cube Jeff thing just turned out really well because I just spent I did it in one day and I just like green screened myself into yeah. the Nissan Cube music video or I mean I, it, myself and a cube into the Baby Driver music video or trailer yeah trailer. yeah yeah trailer video there we go Blah. um yeah I also I think I'm just a mantis is kind of funny totally like yeah I, there was this phase for like a year or two when I was into like really conceptual projects mm -hmm. where it was more like the the fact that the project existed rather than like the project itself being good yeah where i just thought it was funny to pretend to be a folk artist and have a song on spotify about a mantis <laughs> like just the idea of that was funny to me yeah um and that was like in the same thing as like the 
the baby driver cube thing. Right, where I just right. thought that was like a funny idea because that was when I made a Twitter account pretending to love Nissan Cube. So it's just like mm-hmm. a weird conceptual thing. I also have a couple of those projects I never released that I actually do have time to finish now, so I really should. Yeah. Where I did a bunch of squirt ads uh, with Dan White as, a, as the squirt astronaut. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> um so i'm gonna have to work on those yeah i still have them somewhere um i also did this really dumb video called song of the summer where i made like a vlog and then i had like where i was like this this video honestly the comedy part of it kind of sucked i but the song turned out to be really catchy (laughs) i remember i recognize that from somewhere i think i've seen it or something but I don't remember where I saw it because I don't think it's available. <laughs> it's it's on like my personal website that like two people have gone to. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just is it's pretty dumb video. But the song at the end is like probably in terms of like pop type songs, it's definitely the best song I've ever made in terms of just how catchy it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's so that and I might have. Oh yeah, also the web series I did with Dan White. Yep. Uh, yeah. Paid research study. Paid research which you can study. Whifflerresearchgroup.com. Hell yeah. It's a great web series. I've seen every episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will have to jump on the. So you're the guy. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the guy. Um, I'm going to jump on the Mantis thing because that is a that is a song that has. I, I have it in my summer playlist because I added it because I thought it would be funny. And. I've listened to it many times. I think it's like a genuinely good song and yeah, it's just, it's, it's also hilarious. So, um, it's be my dude, thing. I, okay. First of all, objectively long toast is really good. <laughs> like the animation style is like very appealing. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Um, but I also really like the ostrich song really i know you like okay i know i think didn't you like scrub it from like the internet? i didn't scrub it i didn't i don't pretend like it doesn't exist i just privatized it because i thought it would be i was like it's it did its run and mm-hmm. i could i could just make it public again if i want to i, or, I think you I know might. what you could do because i do love the song i think it's a good song it's a really good song <laughs> uh it's better than the mantis song it's not it's <laughs> um here's what you should do is like have a every year do an ostrich week and you only make it available for that week oh my god well the thing is it's like as soon yeah that's a great idea actually i might do that i know someone will so quickly like once they catch on to that they'll just download it and re-upload it for people to see but i'm gonna do but like it's only available from you you only get the channel one yeah the official yeah origin i'm gonna do that Ostrich Week won't be happening until next October, I think, is when I put it out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, my God. That'd be so funny. Anyways. Yeah. See, and then there's a, like, you can make some other video, like a real video on your channel that's, like, has a movie that has an ostrich in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just sneak the ostrich song in the credits of one of my videos and see if anyone catches it. Yeah. <laughs> um cool well i think that does it for questions uh yeah, i think so i guess we'll get into the wrap-up this has been a long video or long episode um but as far as wrap-up goes next week we are going to be doing another double feature this one will be a narrative and a documentary and 
it will be A Serious Man, the Coen Brothers movie, and the documentary from this last year called Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets. Um, and we'll have a special guest on. I don't know if Jeff wants yep. to talk about that. but It's uh, my friend Kevin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's not anyone any of you will know, but I know him. He knows, yeah. And I'm excited. It'll be a fun episode, I think. Yeah, he's 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 fun. Cool. Um, next, we'd like to read a review. This one comes from the USA from Jack F ninety eight. The subject line is super great with two heart faces, five stars, and it reads: I mainly walk my dog when I listen to you guys. Keep up the great work. That's it. That's that's. Uh, I mean, keep honestly, it short that's, I like it and nice sweet. Review. Yeah. One, um, I do have one question about this reveal. Okay. Um, does that mean that you listen to a part of it every day during the walk until you finish it? Or are you walking your dog for like an hour and ten minutes? Yeah, because that's a – it's a long podcast. And we yeah. don't – I'm assuming you don't listen to the whole thing while walking the dog. Yeah. So. I mean, I could definitely see you like say like doing it in 15-minute increments right. and like finishing it in like four or five walks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would be kind of funny if, like, you don't let the dog get back home until you finish the podcast. <laughs> You're like, no, we are still walking for 40 more minutes. I do not care that you're done. They're just now getting to the movie, and we've been walking for 20 minutes. <laughs> All right, well, okay, wait, wait. They're uh, they're, they're not talking they're about the movie anymore. They've gone off on a tangent. <laughs> they're talking about Jeff's sweater now. <laughs> they just um, realized both of their backgrounds are green. Green. <laughs> It's the charting movie podcast. Um, anyways, thank you, uh, Jack F. And lastly, we'd like to thank the patrons. Um, Can't spell charting without, without heart. Heart. I mean, you don't. There's no e in in that, but it still spells heart. <laughs> right. You need that. Those four letters. Um, yeah. I mean, it okay. still spells heart. It's just right. not the kind you're thinking. Not of. the one that you're thinking of. It's it's Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah uh we have a patreon it's patreon.com slash carscast if you want to help support the podcast this is the best way to do so we over there you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes q a's shout outs at the end of every episode zoom hangouts which we just did it was a lot of fun and yeah i mean i will uh, say that everyone who was a a patron in like last month mm -hmm. that was the money i used to buy my family christmas gifts there we go. So. Look at that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, without any further ado, here's that shout out at the end of every episode we talk about. And there it is. Thank you. Addison Ware, Allison Grace, Annabelle Falk, Ben Chow, Bex, Blake Root, Boat, Brandon Yu, Brock Schultz, Camilla, Eden, Fozzie Bear, Grant Gao, Hannah E., Harry Remedianakis, Help how do I change my profile name? I am very confused. Please send help. I am in dire need. Iron Tusk 93, Iva, Jaden Easton, Jacob Colnes, Jane V, John Van Hout, Joshua Krizwicki, Kara M, Katie T, Kaylee, Pitt Patney, Lick Wee, Liv Rob, Lucian Vecina, Maddie Robertson, Martin Deff, Mary Lee Borslow, Micah Simmons, Michael Decker, Monroe Page, Parks, Riley Ost, uh, Robert Burke, Saba, Sam Farr, Sophia Arieta, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Smitty Warbin, Jagerman Jensen, Taylor Hardy, 10 billion. This podcast peer pressured me into getting a letterbox. Tom Likes Beans, Vegard Strom, Vera S. William Fontaine, Jalbert, uh, Xavier Fossier, uh, Yolki Sasquatch, and Yusef A.
Thank you. A few Good new job names on the in names, there. Karsten. Appreciate it, Jeff. Um, so yeah, those are the patrons. That's the next week movie. That's the review. That's everything. Um, that's it. So do we have anything else to um, say? I thought yeah, we had so one other thing to we, say, but uh, I do forgot. We? No, I don't. I couldn't I don't tell remember. if you you actually knew there was one more thing to say, and it no. was like a little preamble to get into it. No, I was like that would have been a cool preamble, and the the yeah. you know, but what about like you? you said that the way people are about to say like, oh, and it's this guy's birthday today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, there's one thing I'm forgetting. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we will be doing two. I, I did this like, like a couple episodes ago where I'm like two, but I two. do it with both hands, so it's four. <laughs> Uh, but yeah we're doing two patron exclusive episodes plus a hangout this month so look out for those yeah there'll be a lot Um, of fun we don't have a date yet exact because we just did one patron hangout last week Mm -hmm. or was it this week technically it might have been wait no it's monday when this comes out yeah 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 so no Um, last week but yeah so we'll do another one this this month and we're doing yeah so yeah cool be on the lookout do you have anything else to say, Jeff? Yeah, I sure do. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> uh, catch you on the flip side. Flip side.